This is Global Ambitions, your 15-minute window into the minds of localization and international go-to-market experts. Discover how they respond to their biggest challenges. Here's today's host. Hi, my name is Stephanie Harris, and I'll be your host today for this episode of Global Ambitions. Our guest today is Veronique Uskaya, and she is the Chief Executive Officer at Argos Multilingual. Veronique, welcome to the program. Thank you, Stephanie. Really glad to be here. Our topic today is building a diverse team to the benefit of the overall organization. But first, would you mind sharing a little bit about your background? Sure. So I've been in the localization industry for most of my career. I started off in the diplomatic corps, and that was very, very brief. And I shifted into uh, into the translation localization industry. I think I've probably done all the jobs possible from being a translator to a project manager to moving to sales and so on. And really, I think I would characterize myself as a growth leader. Mm -hmm. So I've worked in kind of small and and much larger enterprises. And really, since I've kind of shifted to a more commercial career that's been driving me and at Argo, same thing. So growth leader and uh, also quite passionate about diversity because I've had the chance to work in many, many different companies and, and seen how important this is actually to grow and strive in your work. Okay, great. So maybe my first question would be, how did you get so interested in this topic? And why why do you think this is such an important thing to be promoting within organizations? Sure. So, I mean, I think it's kind of looking back at my careers and whatever events happened that got me emotional, like quite angry sometimes and felt that, you know, as a woman, sometimes it was hard. It was hard to actually build the career. And, And I reflected upon that and always thought that when you have really diverse teams, that's where you have the most success because, you know, Mm. having just clones of yourself, it it just doesn't work. So that was one thing. So really during my career, the second thing, I'm also a mother of three daughters. Mm -hmm. So that's also important to me that I I would feel that they would have equal opportunities in their lives. And I think we've made a lot of progress, but there's still progress to be made. So these two things are really kind of made me quite passionate about the topic. So I know that you've worked with this with many organizations. What are some of the biggest challenges that you've come across sort of when you first broached the subject and getting started? You know, Stephanie, bias, like if you have conscious bias, right? Right. And that's kind of easy because conscious bias, you realize it and and you can kind of put a name on it in a way. But I think one of the big challenges is what I call unconscious bias. It's things that, you know, you don't realize you're biased. Let me maybe give you an example. Let's say that you are hiring, right? And you are, you know, you want to increase the representation of women, let's say, in your team, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So you interview a lot of candidates and they have the same skill set. So you look at their resume, it is quite, quite similar. But maybe without realizing it, you may hire the, the, the male candidates over the woman candidate because the male candidate will display higher confidence during the interview, mm-hmm. right? So what happens there? It might be that, your choice has nothing to do with gender, but unconsciously, you're actually favoring individuals who display a certain behavior, that confidence behavior. Right. And where does that lie, right? It's because, you know what? It's our society beliefs, really, mm-hmm. about men, women, and leadership. And when you think about it, we tend to think, you know, men are kind of assertive and decisive, and, and then women are more mm, communal. It's, they're warm, they're caring, and sympathetic. So sometimes you have gender stereotypes 
that clash right. with leadership prototype. And I think that we don't realize it, but but it's there. And that is tougher to address than you know a very conscious bias you may have. So I think that it lies into organization and in our lives, and we're not necessarily aware of this going on. Mm-hmm. So you've, you've realized that we have these unconscious biases and you know that we need to address them somehow. Mm-hmm. What's sort of the first step, priority one, for getting these types of diversity inclusion initiatives started in an organization? I think that as a, a business leader, mm-hmm. if this is an important topic to you, and it should be, the first thing is to actually put this on the agenda of the organization, meaning that that has to be, you know, really an initiative or something strategic that's in your, you know, in your playbook in a way. Um, right. The second thing would be, of course, to involve HR, because the thing that they can be very powerful in, in the HR department, I mean, we're talking about talent, we're talking about people at actually executing this agenda of diversity. And it might be things, very concrete things. It might be on the recruitment process to actually train people who are doing recruitment in actually Mm -hmm. assessing these unconscious bias and having actually techniques to avoid being biased during during the recruitment. Same thing when it comes to staff retention and promotion and performance management. I think that it's really crucial to recognize that we may have bias, we may discriminate without realizing it. So what are the techniques that can be implemented? And then you train people and making it actually on the agenda, raising awareness is already a big step. Right. I think that that for me is like really where you start. Is like you raise the awareness. And, and I think that most companies would welcome this on an agenda, right? Uh, as, as something that really the, the, the company strives to increase inclusion. Mm-hmm. So I'm, say I'm a team lead mm-hmm. or someone who I just have my, my group in the organization and I don't have access to those top CEO sure. leaders who can set the overall company strategy. What can I do just within my team, within my group in order to you know, influence and promote diversity and inclusion in my sphere? Yeah, and I think that as a team lead or a people manager, you already have such a big role. Because your role is to lead by example. So if you make that conscious, you know, like the drive to increase diversity and you, you know, you apply that to your team, I think, first of all, you'd be very surprised that the results of your team are going to be better. And that's actually proven data. Harvard Business School reviewed that and had very interesting articles to say that, you know, teams that are more diverse are actually more successful. So my advice is don't hire clones. Try and you know, get people who are very different from you. And so if you lead by example and your team is successful, that's already a very good blueprint for expanding that. Because you know, in an organization, as a team lead or whatever your position, you will have peers who also have teams. And I think that's how you kind of spread it out the organization. And I think that when also the results of what you're doing are going to be visible, that's actually naturally going to percolate to the top and and, and you really can make a big influence in an organization. Mm -hmm. It takes one person to change, right? Yes, just one. (laughs) Start. So as far as like um, actionable things that you can do to start Mm -hmm. increasing that awareness and the visibility even within your own team, what are some tips or things that you would recommend that people, people do? I, I think something that surprised me, what I thought was actually 
very effective is to try and realize what bias you may have mm-hmm. unconsciously. Mm-hmm. And there are like really uh, interesting tests you can take. They're called the implicit association tests. Okay. Uh, and there's a bunch of them out there. You know, a lot of the universities have researched that. So you can go on internet and look for these, uh, these IATs, you know, these implicit association tests. And you might be very surprised by what you found out once you've answered a, a bunch of questions. So I think that actually awareness is the first step, right? Realizing that mm-hmm. you as an individual, forget the rest, but start with you. If you can realize mm-hmm. that you may have bias, I think that would be a tip definitely I, w- I would recommend. I'd say also the second thing, and that's something I've learned, is try and dissociate emotion and action. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I say that is that when you might be victim of discrimination or bias or or you see bias right um Mm -hmm. that generally generates feelings of anger or sadness or you know emotion really bubbles up and um but then once the emotion is gone or done what are you going to do i think that we need to kind of say okay we might be emotional about some things but we also need to take action so i think that that would be my second advice if it can be advice but say you know what the reality is our generation probably has it easier than previous generations. I know like for a lot of people to say, oh, you know, what? It's still so much injustice, right? Right. However, if you kind of step back a hundred years, I think we have made a lot of progress. The road is very long. And the way we're going to really experience and live true diversity is actually by making change. So I say, you know what? It's okay to be emotional, but what are you going to do about it? And, you know, again, back to it takes one person to change. That would be my second, my second tip. Okay. Well, is there anything else around this topic of diversity and, and inclusion that you think is good to think about or that we should be considering? Yeah, I think maybe the last thing I, I, I would mention, Stephanie, is that, you know, start with yourself, meaning, you know, if you are a mother or if you're a father, you know, if you have children, you have that responsibility, right, to raise them. Maybe that's where you start as well. Mm-hmm. right, is to kind of say, you know what, look at the statistics. So I'm a CEO in a, in, a, in a company in localization. If you look at the stats, less than 5% of CEOs of global companies are women in US and Europe. You know, and I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it's just the facts, right? You know, right. like it's uh, whatever, 16% in Norway, 1% in China. There is still a long way to go. Start with your children. Tell them everything is possible. And, you know, Try and not get them to have unconscious bias, right? Just because that's also <laughs> right. a little bit of your, you know, <laughs> of your task. One thing that I saw that was really funny, back in 1962, Mr. Nelson Mandela was, uh, was boarding a plane and he actually had a panic attack in the plane. Oh. And the reason he had a panic attack was because the pilot was black. <sighs> and you know what? In 1962, nobody had seen a you know a, a black pilot in South Africa right. um, wow. and I thought that was kind of amazing because that should be just normal right so I think you know it's just like it's how we start you know we can start with our children um, mm-hmm. and, and we can actually be much more open-minded and much more focused on diversity yeah so a lot of our listeners here are in the localization industry or in that sort of international go-to market strategy 
positions. Is there anything that you think you could give some advice for folks in that, that we should be thinking as a whole, as a group, um, our responsibilities? Well, you know, I think, Stephanie, we're in a perfect place, aren't we? Mm -hmm. Our business is about going global, being global, connecting people. And I think that we have somehow a level of diversity, but aren't we the best position to actually promote diversity right so what i would love is that i would really would love for the industry to raise awareness much more Mm -hmm. and lead by example you know maybe we can be an agent of change in this business because of where we you know where we are and and what we represent so i think that that would be great that would be my dream that the industry becomes a leader in diversity, awareness, and promotion. Yeah, I think that's a great goal and something that we should all be working towards. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk with you today, and thank you so much for coming on the show. The pleasure was all mine, Stephanie. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to Global Ambitions. Subscribe at globalambitions.net or wherever you get your podcasts.